Welcome to Angel City Culture Quest, where art, social justice, and the environment meet in Los Angeles. I am your host, Melina Paris, and I welcome you to this episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Angel City Culture Quest. Today, we are speaking to Maria Crea, who has recently authored her first book, Graceful Warrior. In a nutshell, Graceful Warrior is a book geared for youth and young adults as a tool to help guide them through challenges that they may face as they come of age and to help them understand themselves and their motivations better. On her Instagram, Leapfrog Yoga, Maria said that her book is for anyone looking for a different perspective on mental awareness and balance. Hello, Maria. Hey, Melina. How are you? I'm really good. How are you doing? Good, good. I'm glad you're here today. Oh, um, thank you so much for inviting me. You're welcome. I want to talk about this book and how it helps kids. But first, uh, I'm just going to run through a little bit of a background on you. Maria has been teaching and practicing yoga for 19 years. For her, yoga was transformational, and it was a tool for mental health and resilience. Maria began her career as a special needs teacher. Soon after, at about age 29, she started practicing yoga. Then she began to teach it first to children and then adults. She didn't have formal yoga training, but she had been practicing for five years. And Maria has said that when she discovered yoga, she realized that combining yoga tools for kids with special needs would be a great skill for kids to learn to help themselves emotionally. She's taught yoga to children at the YMCA in Lakewood and then in downtown Long Beach. She's also worked with youth at Miller's Children's Hospital at Center Space, a community organization located in West Long Beach and at Free Spirit Yoga Studio. She found yoga to be useful for kids to help themselves emotionally. Soon things started accelerating for Maria and her teaching practice when after a time of teaching to adults, an opportunity arrived for her to return to teaching youth yoga, this time to at-risk teens teaching girls and boys separately. And Maria has said the, the teens responded well to her classes and wanted to know more about yoga. Maria taught for almost four years at Sunburst Youth Academy in Los Alamitos, where she created a youth curriculum, which they're still using, right, Maria? Yeah, they're, they're utilizing the curriculum. That's great. You had gone through some life changes and rebuilt yourself and your program uh, after you had started this practice. But before we go into that, let's talk about your name for a second. Kriya, where did that come from? Um, Kriya yoga is actually the study of yoga, meditation, and um, spiritual living. So that fit nicely into the little package that I was discovering. And um, it just happened to rhyme with my name, so it worked. And it's very pretty. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. So the three components are of that uh, way of living is, you know, discipline, self-study and surrender. So once I found balance in my life, I realized that discipline was super important because you have to find something that's going to keep you there on that path with that mission. And I realized that because if there's no follow through, nothing ever happens, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was realizing, yeah, you know, 
I need something to anchor me. If I want to revamp my life, if I want to move forward, I'm going to have something that, that is going to keep me right where I need to be and not um, pull me off that path. A touchstone, sort of. Yeah, exactly. And then the self-study is, you know, from doing, you know, after a while, you know, after a few years, maybe three, four, maybe five years of doing the practice, which, you know, yoga and the meditation and the chanting and all this different spiritual elements that I was doing, I found that self-awareness to be able to really look at myself. And I know that's a difficult thing to do for a lot of people, but you really, if you really want to break yourself down emotionally and find out what's going on there. You really have to look at yourself, be honest about what really is. And from there, you can move forward. So getting deeper into the practice enabled you to do this. And it's sort of a natural occurrence to want to share that. And since you're already working with kids, it just seems like a natural fit. And I found myself as I was doing a little bit of research and looking through the book, did the pandemic affect you in relating to students? Did you have to move online or what was that like for you over the last year? Yeah, you can. You can do it online. I don't think it's as effective. I think there's just some things that don't translate well to that type of format. Yeah. So it can be done, but I think it's more effective when you're in the class with the students, the students are with the teacher, they're feeding off the energy of the other students. It's kind of like a communal thing, right? right. which is really nice. But as a special needs teacher, yeah, I did have to go online, uh, not for a full year, actually. The student I was working with started out online and then he moved into the classroom, which I work for the Los Alamitos School District, which is part of Orange County. And so they decided to go with a hybrid model. So it wasn't a whole completely big change for you then? Not a whole lot. Yeah. Just a bit of an adjustment, I would say, more than anything. Yeah. Now, just to familiarize ourselves with the type of yoga you do, it's called uh, Kundalini. That's, that's a yoga I did do. That's not what I currently do, but I did it for seven years and um, it's a specific type of yoga. It's very intense. It's a, a rapid fire breath and movement. So you're constantly moving. But at that time, I really needed something like that because I needed to clean out the muck like real fast. I had so much stuff that was just lingering there from my childhood, from my teenage years that I had never kind of looked at. And it was just dragging me around and it was just not good. So you sort of exercised it out, exorcised and exercised it out. I, I really did. And, you know, for the first six months, I couldn't sit in class without getting a panic attack or feeling anxiety because it, it, it was bringing a lot of, of that stuff up. And, um, but you know, I, the thing is I would stay away from class and then it would come back and it was back and forth. And I don't think at the time I made the connection that the reason I didn't want to go back to class is because I knew that if I went back to class, I would feel those things again. Right. I just think I, I just would not go back to class. But the thing that eventually would always bring me back is that I would want, my mind would wander on, you know what, I really do feel good after class and my body is really feeling different. It's really feeling better. And I loved all the camaraderie of the students. It, it, that felt like a nice cushion for me at a time when I was just starting to crack open and letting all that scary stuff out. Um, that was nice to have that. And I think that's what kept bringing me back eventually. 
And then after six months, I was good. I was able to be in class, no panic attacks, no anxiety. And I was able to now really get the full effects of the yoga because I could be more present. And you had said that this leads into applying self-study and discipline. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, with the discipline, the study, what it's brought me is surrender, right? Mm -hmm. That's how I've been able to surrender by doing the work, by doing the practice, by doing, taking a good look at myself, by keeping myself where I need to be. I like to say it's allowed me to flow with the waters and it never leaves me stuck in the mud. As long as I do the work and I dig really deep and I stay curious, it always takes care of me. Always. And that's a wonderful tool. And this tool also has been able to translate to youth in what you've witnessed in tackling issues that they're dealing with. Now, these could be issues like, I think you mentioned self-worth of relating to peers, dealing with parents or relationships, and then learning to trust themselves through the tools they learn through your yoga program. Yeah, I had a really good, there was a really good experience I had that always stayed with me. And I feel like it's brought me full circle to working with teens. Now, I worked at this academy, it still exists. It's in Los Alamitos. It's called Sunburst Youth Academy. It's for kids who, you know, um, were on the way to being felons, they kind of were in that kind of trouble. And uh, they were given a choice. They're not forced to come to this academy. And I, I taught for like three or four years. I taught yoga to the women and the men and they're kept separately. So it would be, I couldn't teach them together. It was different days that I would teach them. But the boys, especially, I remember would resonate with the yoga. And after class, they would start asking questions more about yoga and, and meditation and chanting. And I don't think they understood what was happening to them but they knew that there was a shift going on and they knew that this is something I never felt before. This is different. That really stuck with me. I really was happy about that. That's great. Now you are saying that Graceful Warrior is a companion piece to your teen yoga program. Can you elaborate a little bit more? Maybe like how the girls reacted as well and what you've witnessed in their evolution? Yeah, so I wrote the book for teens and young adults that are kind of stuck and lost and are going through trauma and anxiety and depression and don't know how to help themselves because I never knew how to help myself. And I just kind of had to go through it and learn along the way. And I was, you know, causing a lot of damage to myself because, again, I didn't have the tools to go through it in a healthy way. And that's why I wrote the book. I would do unsavory things to myself. I would put myself in unhealthy situations and it just compiled. It was like over and over and over and just creating more and more turmoil. So the life stories that I write about, they're lessons to learn from, right? Mm -hmm. And then I have the bullet points after each chapter. Those are kind of like the what ifs to healthy decision-making, right? Yeah. So the book is the base. So you learn it, you get knowledge, you get wisdom, you get perspective from the book, but then the book bridges you to my wellness program because you ultimately need a daily consistent practice to make, to make an impact, to create stability in your life. You need that foundation. Exactly. And I've noticed also, in addition to the book on your Instagram, Leapfrog Yoga, you're very honest about things that you've talked about in your book and otherwise about your past and experiences that you've been through. 
how have people been reacting to that? Have you seen it inspire people on social media? Yeah, I have. I've had a lot of good feedback. And um, the honesty thing is the one thing that comes up the most. People are so surprised by it and so grateful for it because um, we don't get a lot of that. You know, mm-hmm. we don't get a lot of honesty and just genuineness a lot of the time from people. And people appreciate that. You know, they appreciate that. They appreciate, wow, that this person was willing to kind of open themselves up and just kind of let us in. And, and it, it, it also is like helps them look at their life and where they're stuck. And, and, they, and then they can look to me and go, well, she did it. I can do it too. I don't have to stay stuck. I don't have to be in this place of heaviness or, or difficulty. I can do things differently. Right. Now, getting more specific on the tools, you've mentioned some very interesting tools that your program provides, and I'm just going to go through a little bit of a list here, but it also offers compassion for people's experiences. It also includes, instead of feeling like you need to be vindicated, you have compassion for the other person in the relationship, knowing that they are going through struggles too, if it's a relationship situation, or it could just be a friendship. So it sort of widens your perspective in a way. And the uh, newer components, some of the newer ones that you've mentioned, you added, you do an exercise uh, checking in and you've added journaling as a new component, meditation art component. And you've mentioned that you're interested in incorporating dance and theater because of your theater background. Yeah. And How have the kids reacted to some of these tools? How do you see them blossoming from any of this? Yeah, um, the um, journaling is great to do. Um, That's kind of what helped me through my 20s when I was going through all that heaviness and just darkness. I wrote, I wrote every day in my journal. That kept me from, you know, completely going daffy. (laughs) But I think, you know, it's a great tool just kind of have when you're um, doing doing through the yoga. Because I said before, yoga will bring stuff up. It will bring things up and you have to be brave to look at them. But when you do, you'll realize that you'll find answers to, oh, that's why that triggers me. Oh, that's why when that person says that it bothers me. Oh, that's why I don't like these type of situations. You'll start to find those answers to things that, you know, you've been struggling with internally, right? So journaling is a great component to have. And it's great to do alongside your practice. It would foster a lot of growth, I would imagine as well. And before we get further, I also wanted to mention that we heard from peer of yours from the Los Alamitos School District, Duke Fuller. He had a lot of great things to say, and and this sort of will relate to how they react to this program that you've designed. So Duke is a certified teacher for special ed. Yes. And he said he's known you for many years, where you both work in Los Alamitos. He said that he taught a class a few years ago during the summer break when you were one of six aides in his class. And about you, he said, you started off a little shy in the beginning, but really opened up when you took on more responsibilities around academic planning projects and assignments, and that you were in charge of the class relaxation time, which included the special yoga stretching with calm and relaxing music. 
He said that you always ran a very smooth, engaging lesson, and you contributed arts and crafts ideas for the kids. But he made note of your patient and calm demeanor with students who had behavioral and health impairment disabilities. About your book, he said it's really informative, and he appreciated you sharing many personal things from your past and how you incorporate yoga into daily living and growing goals. And he also added that you love giving back and helping others. That sounds wonderful. And yeah, it really allows the children and the older kids to let their true self come out and feel good about it. Yeah, yeah, he's very sweet. Actually, he was the inspiration for me wanting to pick my organization back up because after my separation and my life kind of went, um, you know, in a direction I didn't want it to go and I was rebuilding, I kind of put my organization to the side because I wasn't sure, you know, if it was something I wanted to just still do or I had the energy to do. And, you know, I had mentioned it to him and he's like, you should totally do it again. And that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to revisit, I'm going to rebuild. And, you know, I'm glad that I sat with it for a while because then I realized that I wanted to shift to a different demographic. I wanted to shift to teens. My energy was no longer circulating around kids. Thank you for listening. If you're just tuning in, we are speaking to debut author, yoga instructor, and special ed teacher, Maria Kriya on Angel City Culture Quest. Can you talk a little bit about some of the changes that happened to you at that time? Not the super personal stuff, but you did go through a split in a long-term relationship and you were sort of picking up all the pieces again. And as you said, now here you are with your first book. So elaborate a little bit for us how you pulled yourself through that mentally and emotionally. Yeah, that was really, really difficult uh, situation and very painful and I had to isolate for a little bit, which, which is, is not a bad thing. I mean, I think that's a miss, that's thing some people miss. They, they, they separate from a relationship and they kind of just want to bounce back into another one. I think it's super important to have that downtime, to process, to figure out what went wrong and what it is that uh, you don't want anymore, or you're not going to accept anymore. I think evaluating a lot of that is, is super important. And and so I did a lot of that, but the thing is, I was still going to yoga class and there were times, there were uh, a few times where I just broke down in class. I was with my teacher. Luckily she was a friend of mine. So she kind of knew what I was going through. So she just kind of let me be, I would go and sit in the back of the class and I would start class and I'd be crying, but I would keep going I would keep doing the poses with tears running down my eyes. And you had said that this leads into applying which you just sort of touched on self-study and discipline. Exactly. And, it, and, and, you know, and there were times where I was, I would be in the middle of class and I was so exhausted from crying. I would just fall asleep on the mat, but see in that space, I felt comforted. I felt okay. I felt like I don't have to worry at all. 
you are safe. Yeah. And that's so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to have those spaces. Now, we touched on it a little bit a few minutes ago with some of the new stuff that you're adding in your program, but you had discovered in a little bit of a pleasant surprise that you mentioned the similarities between acting tools and yoga tools. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. So when you're an actor, you're trying to build a character. Okay, so if you to build a character and to step into a person, you have to find out what their inner life is, right? To be genuine and authentic. Right. So you have to find out, okay, why does this person respond this way? They weren't always like this. What happened to them to get them to this point? What is it that they want? You know, how are they going to get it? Well, you know, yoga teaches the same thing. You know, you got to find out what the conflict is, what's causing the conflict inside. You know, why do you, why do certain things trigger you? You know, what's stopping you from getting what you want? Again, you got to find what's happening so that you can be an authentic and genuine as yourself. And I would imagine that that frees you up to help other people around you too. It, it, it does. It does. Because once you're, once you feel inside, like you're together, then you can help other people put their the pieces of their life and themselves back together. Yeah, exactly. Now, also what you've done in this book is added tools for parents. And that's very tangible. And that's good for parents, something very tangible that they can sort of sink their hands into to really apply, especially with teens. And there's a lot of different emotions going on right now. We're coming out of pandemics seemingly but there's still a lot of issues. So this will help parents along their path as well with their children. So some of these are strategies and tools for parents to navigate through challenging landscape of communicating with your teen or young adult and the space that is sometimes needed for that. How to use the yoga breath to cool down. It encourages parents to model or practice open assertive communication of feelings to their children. It also models how to disengage from power struggles or negative behavior. It notes to clearly describe expectations, which I think is really important when it comes to conversations, and give choices in decision-making process. These are all very valid and important points, especially when the kids are coming of age. Yeah. When I was first starting out as a special needs teacher, I was um, helping raise my partner's son and... Um, you know, I didn't have a lot of tools. So I just started asking people for help and to learn how to manage my son and learn how to manage um, myself when I was interacting with him. And so that's why I want to share those tools with other parents. Yeah, they're very helpful. And my son looked through the book and he did a lot of reaffirmation of many of the tools that you had provided at the end of the chapters. He said that it was important for kids to understand their feelings and it was also important for them to be able to express them. And the tools that you talk about at the end of some of the chapters initiate that. They initiate that process for the kids. And he's 17 and he could appreciate all of that even as the sometimes silent 17-year-old male that he is, he can recognize these things. So it touched him somewhere too. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, wow. That's beautiful. Oh, Yeah. And we have just two nice testimonials from former associates of yours, the director at Sunburst Youth Academy, CJ. She said about you that 
you are committed to working with at-risk teens in in your community. Uh, You're very motivational and encouraging. Your calm attitude and character are such a benefit to teens who are at risk and vulnerable. And she mentioned that yoga curriculum that you created for them to use with the at-risk students. They're still using that. And a teen boy in your book said that he loves the all-over body feeling. His muscles feel so relaxed. There's no pain. The breathing helps him to control his emotions so he can let go of anger, fear, and anxiety. And he said it must feel good to know that what you are doing is helping and to keep doing it. I know. That that was one of the boys at Miller's Children's Hospital that had cancer. I um that made me cry when he said that. That that was yes. that was yeah. That's wonderful. You're doing yeah. good work. Thank you. So finally, can you tell people where to find you and your book? You can find my book on Amazon. Um, it's uh, Graceful Warrior: What One Needs to Be and What One Can Be. It's available as an ebook or as a paperback. You can find me at www.leapfrogyoga.com. That's my website. But uh, my daily stuff that I post, you can find me at Instagram at Maria Kriya. Great. Well, Maria Kriya, thank you so much for being here with us today and keep practicing. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, Please rate and recommend on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.